today, just by myself here, you know, just hanging out and having a good time. Going to answer a couple of things that one of you wrote out there. Um, you know, I kind of just had like a questionnaire today, kind of, you know, off the cuff. Um, it's something that I, I'd like to do, you know, people, you know, uh, you know, write in questions and stuff and maybe I answer them just, uh, just a different episode. But um, shout out to Jarrett for the very kind words out there. I, I truly appreciate it. It means the absolute most to me. Uh, he's just He said, I uh, just wanted to say th- that you have come a long way and have gotten a lot better at being a host. I feel like I'm doing better. I feel like I could always do better. And that is the absolute goal at the end of the day is to make this podcast as good as it can possibly be. Um, I'm sure if I actually just dial it in, I could probably figure it out better. But kind of like the idea of just winging it and seeing what happens. But you know, we'll get there one day at a time. Uh, he also added that he's proud of me. Yeah. Thank you, Jared. I really do appreciate the kind words, man. Um, anyone who, uh, says nice things to me about the podcast itself and like how I'm doing with it. Uh, it goes a long way. I will always cherish the compliments. Um, it's just really nice to hear. Cause you know, sometimes, you know, an episode sucks. Like, uh, Last week was the Pokemon Legends Arceus discussion with Brandon and Brian. I thought they did great, of course, but I really didn't like the way my audio sounded. It sounded very muddy, and um, hopefully it's going to sound a lot better today. So it kind of sucks when you're like 100 plus episodes in and you're the host who sounds the worst out of the you know people you have on because you know relatively the guests don't have to sound perfect. They're guests on the show. So usually you want the host to you know sound pretty spot on. So we'll see what happens today. But yeah, thank you for the kind words. The last thing he adds is the Pokemon series with Brandon and Brian are his favorite. That's actually really cool to hear because Jarrett is a fan of Pokemon, but he doesn't really play the games anymore. I think the last game he played seriously and didn't even probably finish because he just got busy with other things in life was Omega, Ruby, and Alpha Sapphire. So, you know, the fact that it's been that long and he still enjoys listening to the Pokemon episodes is really cool because we tried to make them the best episodes possible that, you know, that they can be about Pokemon, a franchise that we love to death, but we also hate a lot in some aspects. So it's always cool to record a Pokemon episode because you just never know which way it's going to go or, you know, what the guys are going to think. You know, we all have different opinions or we actually align on some opinions. So it's, it's definitely a lot of fun. Um, I, I really enjoy those episodes quite a bit. So today I am here to also announce a new podcast that will be launching here pretty soon called The Core Collective. It is a podcast created by me and my brother Eric, the casual gamer. It's about music and our love for music, um, whether it's metalcore, post-hardcore, hardcore, you know, bands from the 90s or bands we just grew up listening to, talking about the concerts, their albums, our favorite songs, maybe doing a little debates here and there on what we think is the best Um, It's just going to be a really fun music podcast that's a love letter to all the bands we've listened to and new bands that are coming up in the world and hopefully giving them a spotlight, you know, in our small community we have here with It Just Works. So definitely a new show to be a part of the family. I'm very excited to be launching that very soon. Um, This episode releases uh, March 23rd, excuse me. So you can expect the trailer for Core Collective to be coming out. Uh, next Monday. So be sure to follow the Instagram page. I will be posting it probably a couple times here this week. Uh, you should have already seen it. If you follow the Instagram and you listen to this show, uh, just, you know, share it with your friends. You know, if you're interested in uh, checking out new music, we will definitely be talking about bands that are worth your time. I promise you that much if you haven't heard of them already. And I, I just think it's going to be a really good time. Uh, oh, oh, so total, total, uh, housekeeping here. So we totally forgot to, discuss the boss battles in Pokemon Legends Arceus. Somehow the three of us 
just completely glossed over that. And truthfully, it's because, you know, we, we work during the day and then we come home and do whatever we got to do with them, record the podcast. So it's, it's kind of funny recording the podcast when we do sometimes, because there's, there's stuff we're going to forget. I don't write a script for these guys. Um, the generation episodes we did kind of follow more of a script type, um, you know, show, but it was, it's mainly unscripted. Like I just, like right now I'm just recording and going off the cuff and seeing what happens, you know? Um, I really like doing that because I think it makes the show more authentic personally. However, I do understand sometimes it can probably fall short. Uh, when you forget one of the main details of a, a new Pokemon game, such as boss battles. So my opinion on the boss battles in Pokemon Legends Arceus, if I haven't talked about them yet, is they're very cool. I, I thought they were nice. They're different, but they're all the exact same all the way through that you throw this food at the Pokemon to calm it down, then to battle it, to keep calming it down. And then you eventually cause it or, you know, get it out of its rage mode. Then it goes back to being the normal lord of the area that it is and i just felt like it was a very cool concept that should have been explored more with the player themselves and what i mean by that is our goal is to dodge or do whatever we can to not get attacked and then throw the little the food or ointments whatever to calm the pokemon down right whereas the pokemon's doing like different moves they're doing you know typical boss battle stuff i just kind of wish we had a little bit more to do with it right so like one of them is Arcanine. So what if I had a water Pokemon on my team who was assisting me while I was dodging and throwing the, the items at the Lord Arcanine? So I just feel like there's a little bit more they could have done with that. I still think it's such a fun concept for the Pokemon franchise. Once again, you know, like Legends Arceus can go down so many roads and I, I would love to see this franchise keep getting explored like this. I can't believe it's 26 years later, but it's finally happening. You know, a change in the formula into the main games but we'll have to see with scarlet and violet like what happens next so like i said the show's unscripted so i'm gonna look something up now there has been a quote that the halo tv show isn't following the video games or ignored the video games so if you didn't know already the halo tv show premieres march 24th on paramount plus i believe in the u.s i don't know about our other friends out there and oh my god i forgot to say that at the start of the show thank you to all of my friends across the pond um other countries out there that listen to this show or have checked out the show let me see if i can find them real quick because i do really appreciate anybody in the world who checks out this show and i hope we bring you some happiness and joy to your life because that is honestly the goal at the end of the day is to have a fun conversation and just talk about some video games so let's see Wanna bear with me. So shout out to whoever listens to the show in Germany, France, Norway, Turkey, Canada. And then if they're still listening, because it was on back in the day on SoundCloud, Japan, and so many other countries out there. I don't remember them specifically, so I'm not gonna call out you know countries that I, I don't remember, you know, who was listening. But thank you to anyone who listens to the show and you, of course, all my friends here and family and and whoever else listens to the show in the United States. Uh, just thank you to everyone who checks out the show. Uh, it absolutely means the world to me. I, I never want you guys to forget that. Um, just clicking on the show and checking it out really goes a long way. So back to it. So the Halo TV series creators didn't even look at the video game. Showrunner Stephen Kane confirms the show's focus was on its characters and their world, not on replicating the Halo video games. So I don't know. I have a problem with this, but uh, we'll, we're going to quote. Uh, here's a quote. Uh, we didn't look at the game. 
We didn't talk about the game. We didn't, we talked about the characters and the world. So I never felt limited by it being a game. So my issue with this quote personally, as like a, a fanboy of video games. And of course, halo is all this tells me is that someone was either too lazy to play the goddamn video games or that they don't give a shit about the source material. Now, if you guys didn't know, this is a um, silver timeline. So 343 confirmed that this timeline is not following the games necessarily. You know, it is a different timeline. It is not the current canon. And I think that is an amazing route to go. But my issue is, like, why wouldn't you follow, like, what made the franchise what it is, right? So that would, to me, that's like the Star Wars sequel trilogy, right? It's just like, why wouldn't you look at what was already created and expand on that a little bit better? Because in my opinion, on what they expanded on or what they tried to just failed miserably because they just tried too much to do their own thing with the current, you know, existing timeline. That's a little different comparison, I guess. I don't know. I was trying to make a good comparison, but I, I feel like that one's kind of dumb. Um, I just... I just, uh, I don't get it. Like, I don't know why we take these franchises, whether it's books becoming movies or video games becoming movies and TV or movies and TV becoming video games, just all of it. Why don't people just follow the fucking source material? You know, like, why do we, if you're going to make it your own thing, like for instance, they say, okay. So he says, we talked about the characters in the world, right? Okay, cool. Well then go make a fucking different character a part, you know, and you know, that's also a part of this universe. You know, why couldn't it just be like an ODST squad or something like that, that we haven't seen yet? Or like, why the fuck do you have to take chief and completely change, do like a 180 on the character that already existed? And I'm once again, I know it's a different timeline, but there's things that have already been built that it's like, why wouldn't you want to at least try to expand on those a bit? I don't know. I just feel like I don't like this kind of stuff before a show comes out. I just, I don't know. I just think it's so fucking weird that like these quotes are being thrown out there, that these kind of interviews are taking place. And I just wish Hollywood would stay the fuck out of things that we all love. <laughs> so I'm still excited for the show, you know, um, amongst all things that have been said, I am still excited for the show. I just, uh, you know, I don't know. I just, I don't really understand why they got to do that. You might hear me typing. Sorry. Like I said, I'm kind of just recording and going. Uh, so the next thing I want to talk about is, Mario Kart 8, eight years later. The game originally launched in 20, May 29th, 2014 on the Nintendo Wii U, right? So last Friday, uh, they fought, I'm sorry, yeah, last Friday, they finally got their first eight courses in. I don't know, since the DLC finished on Mario Kart 8 before it became Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. And it's just, it's crazy how successful this game has become because it's such an old game that's been re-released, right? And the re-release just, <coughs> excuse me, sorry, that cough just snuck up on me. Um, it's a game that got re-released for the Switch as a Deluxe version, which only added a couple characters, maybe a couple carts, but it didn't add any new courses. All the courses are from the original Mario Kart 8 Expansion Pass. So... That game's been out for, what, four years now? Five years, maybe? And we finally get the, you know, course pass announcement, you know, a couple months ago now, or maybe one month ago. 
and we got our first eight courses this last Friday. And I got to tell you, all the courses are cool. So we got Choco Mountain, Coconut Mall, um, Ninja Hideaway, which is a brand new map, which that track is really well made. I'm super impressed with it and I can't wait to play on it more. Um, the reason why I talk about this is this game has been something I've been wanting to review for a while. So this isn't necessarily a review. It's just kind of, you know, bringing it up because I think it's interesting. So Mario Kart 8 and it's is the N- Nintendo Switch's best selling game by a, a massive margin. So according to sales data, Nintendo sales data, it has sold 43 million copies as of December 31st last year. So we're almost four months in this year and we don't know the sales of that. Given that the same data says that Nintendo has also sold 103 million Nintendo Switch units, that's roughly a 40% attach rate. Now, if you didn't know, a lot of consoles are packaged with this game, so they do count that. However, I do actually believe that this game is selling that well. Uh, the game's great. You know, it, it really is a good game. You know, that's kind of why I also wanted to bring it up. You know, besides coming back to play the new courses, I went and got, you know, as many stars as I could in the 150cc and the mirror mode to unlock the gold cart. So now I have the gold cart and the gold wheels. Now I just need to get to 5,000 coins to get the gold glider. So I'm pretty darn excited for that. Um, but as I was playing the game this weekend, I realized that this game being as old it is as it is, and honestly, like I don't know if the deluxe version has that much better graphics than the Wii U, but the game holds up so well. It's so beautiful after all of these years. We're talking about an eight-year-old game that still looks stunning for the technology that it's on. Uh, I just think it's such a fucking good game. Um, I hate it. <laughs> I hate that it's so good because I I kind of really want a new game at this point. But they also answered my other wish, which was like, um, you know, just, just give me more courses. Because I think the character roster is pretty solid. I wish we had a little bit more characters added with this course pass. And they might, they might uh, tune it up a bit so we can get more content with it. Maybe more um, vehicles and characters. But I... I was always saying that, um, actually, hold on real quick. I got to take a phone call. I will be right back. So as I was saying, sorry about that. I had to take a phone call and then my dog started attacking me. So I came back to this like an hour later. As I was saying, I, I hope that they do add more courses and characters and kind of just turn this game into Mario Kart 8 Ultimate, you know, kind of like they did Smash Bros. Ultimate. And I believe I've said that before on like a Nintendo Direct review podcast with the guys or just an overall Nintendo podcast. I've, and I'm pretty sure I brought it up, at least on the podcast, because I know I've said it before. Um, it's just like, oh, I get it. The game's selling really well. So why make another one? Even though I do believe, like I've said it recently, that there is one in active development based off a very credible source that, you know, um, is pretty spot on with their stuff. So I do think they're making another game that is going to be more of a Forza Horizon-like game. You know, every every game seems to be going the open world route with their franchises and maybe maybe not full-fledged open world, you know, like Legends Arceus, right? But I do believe that is the route a lot of franchises are going in. And you know what? For Nintendo, it's been working flawlessly. If you look at Breath of the Wild, Legends Arceus, Super Mario Odyssey, and then even this new Kirby game, it's, it's remotely open-er than any other Kirby game, I've, Kobe? Kirby game I've ever seen. So, if that is the route they're going with Mario Kart 9, I would like them to add more content besides just the courses to Mario Kart 8. You know, um, I, I think it'd be cool. Am I happy with just the courses? Uh, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm super happy with just the courses. Uh, that's what I want the most. It's kind of like Pokemon. Like, I just want new regions, new places to explore. So new places to race or more classic tracks are always welcome, in my opinion, in Mario Kart. 
and it was fun playing with the you know the guys last night. I had a lot of fun. Um, forgot how competitive Nintendo games are. You know, I feel like more fights are caused on Nintendo games than actual competitive you know FPSs and whatnot. Um, the new courses are gorgeous. The game's still fun to play. I can't wait to keep playing it. Um, honestly, recording this has made me want to go play right now. So that is something I wanted to bring up. It's it's a game that I plan on reviewing soon. I think I'm honestly going to wait till all of the courses are out to do almost a decade review for Mario Kart 8 because by the time the courses are done releasing, the game will have been out for nine whole years, almost reaching a decade of its release. So I think that's crazy and awesome, but I'm, I'm really excited. I'm really excited to see what they do with the next Mario Kart. Uh, Mario Kart is my favorite racing franchise. Like I love Forza to death. No question about it, but Mario Kart like is the shit. Um, everyone can play it. Everyone can have a good time. And I think that's why it's like one of my favorite games ever made is like, you know, family comes over who, you know, cousins or, you know, friends that you haven't, you know, they don't play games, but they obviously played Mario Kart growing up. They could still kind of pick it up and have a really good time. So I, I do like what they're doing. I, I like the expansion pass um, deal with it too. So you don't have to pay for the courses if you already have Nintendo Switch Online expansion pass, which a lot of people were up in arms about it being $50. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think it's $50 a year. Um, whatever. It's a, it's a pretty decent price point for a year. I still don't think it's that bad, but they went ahead and added alongside the Animal Crossing expansion, plus N64 Online and Sega Genesis Online, this Mario Kart course pass. So when 40% of your user base already has this game, then that's a huge win for everybody. So if they keep adding this type of content to the uh, membership, then I think that's amazing and a huge win for everybody. You know, I, I, you know what? Not everyone can pay a ton of money for their online pass. You know, the, you know, gas right now is ridiculous. It's like $7 a gallon in California. So it's a little crazy. So listen, you know, the, the, the 15 bucks a month that I, or whatever it is that I have to pay for online membership may not be bad for me, but it might be bad for someone else out there. So if we can add more to their value, I see that as a huge win for everyone. Um, you know, on the Nintendo online part of things, because we just had F-Zero GX announced, and I think it already came out, then we had Majora's Mask, and then Paper Mario. My issue with Nintendo online, uh, I'm going to move on to that real quick. Um, I wish we were getting at least two to three games a month for the N64. Like, at this rate, we're never going to get all of the titles that everyone wants. And, th and they're main titles, like, I, I, I don't even know if we're going to get Pokemon Stadium this year. So, uh, I'm a little bummed out about their release... Uh, mode right now. I, I really do wish we were getting at least two games a month. I think that's a solid medium. You know, uh, I know Pokemon Snap was in the trailer for upcoming titles, so I'm hoping that that one comes out soon since they've had a pretty good variety of games that have come out. You know, you got Paper Mario, Majora's Mask, now F Zero, and then Banjo Kazooie as well. So it is a, a very good difference in games. So I'm excited to see what they bring next. So uh, Nintendo. Nintendo's got a good year coming up, so I'm really excited to see what happens there. And then uh, last but not least, you know, we got to talk about some Halo, right? I mean, who doesn't want to talk about Halo? And then I almost forgot Elden Ring's got some nerfs and stuff. Um, so Halo Infinite, you know, it's it's a game that exists, finally, and we can all play it. I'm very happy about that. But unfortunately, you know, the content drought is bad, like, I, myself, like, you guys should see this office if you haven't seen it yet. There's a whole shelving that's nothing but Halo Infinite merchandise. Like, I love Halo. 
and even I'm bored as shit of this video game. I think 343 is doing such a terrible job of re uh, relaying to their fans like a, an actual goal, an end game of content, updates, anything. I mean, the fact that co-op got pushed back till halfway through season two, which is probably like another eight months, is fucking stupid. Like, it bothers the hell out of me. Um, you know, my brother's waiting to play the campaign so we can play co-op. You know, I, I don't think Jared's finished it. You know, my friend Will, shout out to him. He hasn't played it because he wants to play a co-op. And it's like, dude, what the fuck? You know, like, I was really on board with giving them a chance. You know, I understand a lot of things have been happening in the world. Development isn't as smooth as it used to be. I totally get that, and it sucks. But, like, this shit is unacceptable. We're talking about the number one franchise that, that built the Xbox machine that is today. So you're fucking telling me that, like, we can't figure this out? Like, I just, it's unreal. And I I know, I know, I, I can't possibly understand what's going on that side of the business or through the developers' minds, but it is actually fucking bullshit that we have to sit here and just, you know, twiddle our fingers and go, oh, well, this tactical updates was, ops was great, you know? Like, the event pass was okay, but, you know, that shit's not enough. Like, we need more maps, we need game modes, custom games to work and i know i've kind of said this a couple podcasts ago but like it just seeing the community so divided over this is honestly sad as shit i feel so bad for so many people out there including myself like i just like i've been waiting for this game for like six years it finally comes out and don't get me wrong i love the campaign but i've already replayed it four times like i, I can't fucking replay it anymore right now um the multiplayer the gameplay is obviously the best in fps in my opinion but Without maps and more game modes and optimized playlists and functioning custom games, then what's the fucking point of it all? So it's a little frustrating, and Luna is mad because she wants to play with me, so you might hear her bark in a second. Um, we're, we're almost done. We'll wrap this up. And then uh, Elden Ring has some nerfs, so my build was based off the Sword of Night and Flame, where you do a massive beam of death, and you can also do a wave of fire. They nerfed the build, but honestly, it's not that bad. Uh, I'm still pretty overpowered. Uh, to an extent in PvP, I, I one shot somebody the other day and they had in game level gear. So I guess it's not that nerfed, depending on your level. I'm level 193 now, I think, on the game. Uh, Elden Ring is still going strong, kind of getting bored of that, but I also haven't started my second playthrough yet. Um, just going to keep talking about Elden Ring. If you haven't bought it yet, please go buy it. Even if you don't play it, just buy it because we need more games like this to exist. Games that actually launch with content, feature complete. I know I said this a couple podcasts ago, but. You know, I'm just so like drawn out and just tired of these live service microtransaction based games that are so fucking half baked. I just I, I think it's so sad. Like, and I'm pretty sure I said this before as well on that podcast, but I know it's like a corporate based entertainment now. Like, it's not just fans of the medium making these amazing projects and releasing them and making a ton of money. Now it's corporates and investors. They have to get their money back. I get it. It's a business, but man, like, I just feel like they're going about it all wrong. Um, it's really unfortunate, but yeah. So, uh, thank you guys as always for listening to the show. Like I said, thank you to my friends from across the pond around the world, you know, listening to the show and everyone else at home who listens to this. I appreciate all of you so much. Be sure to follow the core collective on Instagram and the trailer comes out for that next Monday. And then we're going to be recording the first episode here soon. And as of right now, it's probably going to be a bi-monthly show. I'm sorry, a bi-weekly show. So it'll be two episodes a month. That's the game plan, at least. I want to be able to do It Just Works 
four times a month and then that show twice a month because honestly i already get i feel like i already get overwhelmed with it just works but i'm so excited to talk about music uh, you know just fantastic people are going to be on it people you haven't even probably heard from yet so that's the goal is to get more people on and you know music is powerful um i think it's the most powerful form of art in the world um so yeah i'm, I'm really excited to share that with you guys share the moments we've had with these bands so be sure to check that out and i will see you guys next week for whatever episode it may be. I hope you all have a fantastic week and thank you for listening to the It Just Works podcast. Oh my God, wait a second. I thought I was done. I am not done. Hold on. Anyways, as I was trying to say, uh, we're not done. I totally forgot I was going to talk about Hogwarts Legacy, uh, the latest game in the wizarding world of Harry Potter. Um, It's a open-ish world um, Harry Potter game with tons of creatures, spells, wizards, witches, and of course Hogwarts itself. Um, you play as a character who's learned an ancient uh, spell or power that can look back in time or, you know, change the course of history, I guess. Um, it takes place before Harry Potter. And at first I thought the game was PlayStation exclusive, so I wasn't really that interested. But it is actually going to release on every console, even the Nintendo Switch later this year in 2022. And I got to tell you, this game looks fucking sick. I love Harry Potter. It's It's one of my favorite franchises, you know, growing up. So, oh my God, Luna, you are kicking my ass today. Hold on. Jeez. Anywho, where was I? I'm just leaving my door open. My dog, I don't, I don't even care anymore. Uh, the game looks incredible. Uh, they had like a 14 minute like preview. It showed a bunch of gameplay, spells, characters, environments. The game looks really good. Um, cautiously optimistic because I've actually never even played a Harry Potter game. Um, you know, when, cause they made the games based off the movies, whenever there was a movie release, they, I'm pretty sure they had a game for almost every single one. I never played them back in the day, but this game looks very promising. Uh, I'm not trying to get my hopes up because I just don't know what to expect. Um, I really want to check it out. I think Harry Potter fans are in for a treat. It looks great. It looks like there's going to be a lot of lore to explore. Um, for me, I, I kind of wish it was close to like Harry Potter's timeline, so I can probably be familiar with a lot of characters, but I'm still excited to see the new characters that they introduce. Um, can't believe I almost forgot to talk about this because I, I wasn't about to wait another week to talk about it with you guys. So, yeah, Hogwarts Legacy, it looks fantastic. You're going to be able to make your own character. Um, you know, cho- Oh, yeah, you'll be able to do the, wizarding, uh, the sorting hat and go between any of the four... Um, Oh, my Lanta, you know, Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, and Slytherin. You know, you'll be able to go between the four of those. And I don't know if they'll have any uh, course in the story itself, right? Like, I don't know if there's going to be a different ending for each. Um, what are they, classes? No. Uh, houses, thank you. Oh, my Lanta. I am so sorry, everyone. I just was drawing a massive blank on that. But yeah, so you, you can even get on the sorting hat and choose between a house. Um, or you may take a quiz and get sorted to a certain house. That'd be cool, too. Um, I don't know. This game looks awesome. You can capture creatures. You can create your own house. It looked like in the trailer. There looks like a ton of content in this game. I know you can fly on a or griffin, whatever that thing's mate is. You know the flying horse thing. Um, yeah, I love Harry Potter. And you know, recently with the 20th anniversary where they had the documentary, you know that was pretty emotional. So I am very excited to check out a game. Um, I know it's not directly based on, you know, him, you know, and his story, but I I am excited to see more of this universe explored. Um, I do think the world of Harry Potter is awesome. And even though I didn't watch the Fantastic Beasts, I just think those movies look cool too. So 
it'll be cool to see some video games and and see how they try to explore these characters and tie them all maybe in with the movies themselves so very exciting stuff i think hogwarts legacy looks incredible please keep it on your calendars comes out later this year i plan on you know reporting on it as much as i can you know if we get more information like i said i apologize i almost hit the you know the done recording button i almost stopped recording and completely forgot so i still wanted to add this in real quick because if you haven't check it out there's a PlayStation State of Play that came out last week. Shows, I believe, about 14 minutes of gameplay. The game looks very promising for fans of the franchise. So, yes, now I'm going to close out 100% this time. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Just Works podcast, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.